0: Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Giovanni, Director of Innovation.
1: And Candy Michelli, Director of Professional Learning.
0: Today's episode, we will be discussing technology in District 204. Joining us today, we have invited Rod Mack to provide us with some insights on this topic.
1: We're very excited to welcome Rod to District 204. I know myself, you and I have never worked together before, but you've been in the district before. Um, So we're kind of curious to share with us a little bit about your journey and your passion for the CTO role.
2: Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, My journey actually started in 204. I'm a graduate of 204. started and taught third grade at both uh, McCarty and Gombert. I was a library director at Welch Elementary School. After Welch, I left to St. Charles District where I was a media and technology coordinator for St. Charles East High School. Since then, I worked in Joliet Public School District 86 as their director of technology, currently the executive director of technology for uh, Wheaton Warrenville School District uh, in Wheaton. My passion for the CTO role was part to come home to this position, but I started my teaching journey when technology was really becoming something in education. Uh, When I'd finished up my administrative schooling to become a principal, I'm an educator first. I was kind of thinking that route and I thought, you have experience in technology. This might be something that suits you better, and uh, it just it just seemed to click for me. It's uh, it, it's a passion of mine. Again, when I was going into to be a teacher, I always wanted to be a teacher that didn't keep kids bored. And I saw technology as that kind of a route. Also, it's something that it, you know can get those kids who I don't want to say was like me when I was younger, but might have needed a little you know extra uh, uh, incentive to to want to learn.
0: Well, Rod, I've had an opportunity to be a handful of meetings with you so far, and and I will say that you have come across about that educator first, so we really appreciate that. As uh, you start your new role July 1, what's kind of your vision for uh, the technology services department as you kind of embark on that journey?
2: Uh, I mean, I think my vision, you know, for when you talk about technology services, and again, I've I've been doing this, this will be, you know, district number three with this role. It really comes to, it's, it's a support role. I see myself as a servant leader, and I see that, Everything we do has to support what teachers and students are doing in the classroom. Um, yes, there's some, there's a lot of leadership aspect into the planning, but the 90% of the role is making sure people have what they need, that it's working, that they can do their jobs to connect and reach with the students, and make sure that the students can do their job to reach and connect with you know the 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 mass society that's out there that uh, technology helps us connect to.
1: So I'm guilty of something and willing to admit. I'm one of those people that like to push a button on my computer and want everything to work like magic. I know that you have a wonderful team of people that make magic happen behind the scenes. So people like me and our staff and students can get what they want when they need it in regards to their products and services and technology. Share with us a little bit about the roles and responsibilities of members of your team and and the work that they do um, that make this magic happen for all of us.
2: For the technology services department, again, we, we would like to think we're, you know, hand in hand with the with the instruction side of it and, and the instructional people in the buildings as well. But as far as the tech services department, there's really four uh, main groups that get the day to day stuff done. Uh, network and infrastructure uh, is one group that, you know, the connectivity, Wi-Fi. When you plug into the network. The network works. Uh, telecommunications. That's one piece that, again, all the others rely on the connectivity. So that that's that's a critical piece. That's a lot of times that's the definitely behind the closed door in the walls wiring. It really what network is. We have the uh, data and server team. That's the team that kind of puts everything together. Think of old servers as as boxes with you know hundreds of programs. Every product that you use that's not a web based product probably has a server built for it the rights the access to those server builds giving people the tools that they need to access those server builds specking out all of that equipment so that you can add more tools to it if needed that's one team another team is the mis team or the management information systems team that's kind of the team that deals with the products after the servers and data center people have built them they're the ones that deal with the connectivity between the two or that the data can transfer from one to the other, um, that the systems are working the correct way. Uh, They deal a lot with outside agencies and making sure information can come in and and go out effortlessly between what the server teams have built. So think of our state reporting, student information systems, that type of data. They're really the ones that deal with how the product works and deals with the data. Uh, Think of them database programming. And then the one team that probably people see a lot more of is, is the, you know, the feed on the ground team or the support services. That's the, that's your support techs, the supervisors, the people in the buildings who are usually there with smiles on their faces, helping everybody um, get what they need to work. But in conjunction, all four of those teams really, you know, have to work together. It takes a little bit of each part of them to make all of the systems work and hopefully work, you know, with a with 100% uptime and if they don't that's that's what we that's what we're here for to make sure that we can support and get something that that is working.
0: You started to talk a little bit about some of the ways that uh, all your departments kind of play a role in our district. The evolution of technology. I'm sure you've seen this in your role in the three different districts, but technology is changing at a rapid pace that I think sometimes we have a hard time keeping up with in education. That business just has more infrastructure. They can keep up a little faster and all those things, but also security threats, that whole dynamic of how they're targeting schools and business and data privacy and everything that goes along with that. How does that impact your team and how do you guys just stay current and up to date on the constant change and evolution that's happening?
2: I mean, I think just like probably the same way teachers do. I mean, I can go back to thinking, um, It was probably more when I was a librarian, you know, the teachers would wait outside the door for the next issue of mailbox magazine and I might be dating myself because I don't think that's a thing anymore but uh, you you know tech and learning magazines that are out there for for the tech industry as well. um, You know they they post articles they send out emails a lot of it is that reading I I think, um, you know, for the the current changes need that need to be addressed. A lot of it is making sure you have a multifaceted approach. I think a long time ago a firewall was enough. We all probably know what a firewall is. It stops things from coming in. Now it's uh, you need to stop things from going out as well and you also need to stop things before they even hit a firewall and people click on things like in phishing emails. Well, how do we stop that? It's it's so multifaceted now that if one thing doesn't catch it, can another and it's uh, you know, it's layers but it's also multifaceted in the sense that There's multiple layers to stop anything from going wrong, but there's also different tools that attack it from a different way. I don't think I would know those things if it wasn't um, just like teachers do. They have peer groups. There's there's a great Illinois tech group that we all share things. And I I think one thing is having the pride to know what you're doing is right. But another is to be able to open up to that group and say, hey, we're experiencing this. Anyone else getting it and not being afraid that people are going to be like, oh, they're they're getting bombarded with this there is that just collective group where you know 20 heads are better than one sometimes they can respond and answer and say hey we saw this it's 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 something like this so i think the old days of you know visiting the board and saying we need a new firewall and we'll be back in a year with something different is is kind of gone it, it's a it's a month a month you're reading magazines you're definitely watching i mean i hate to say it i'm watching twitter for an aspect of if anybody's getting hit with something it, it's it really is you can be as proactive as you can, but in some cases, you have to reactively be proactive, where you have to be able to switch and 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 turn a bad phishing email off. Um, but a, a lot of it is encouraging, uh, you know, those in the departments to also keep up with their reading. It's it's a new. It's just like we 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 did as educators years ago. You learn from everybody else. Um, we do that same thing. We it's not a. It's, it's not like that old cooking, frying pan, set it and forget it. You can't do that anymore. You've got to kind of stay on top of it.
1: When you talk about collaborating with others, we know that uh, you, you're currently in your other district transitioning to us, but you've had opportunities to meet and collaborate with other individuals in our district. With that, you've met with some principals and building leaders. Through your conversations, what are what are some things that are on your radar once you have your official start date on July 1st?
2: Uh, I mean, I think you know there are some clear um, objectives that I have. Um, uh, one is is probably addressing, I think, something everybody's aware of. I, I can say thank Brian for this word, you know, rebooting a synergy into year two. I, I've been a synergy user for eight years in our current district. It's a good program. It does what we needed to do. I think you know hand it to a pandemic that it just you you know it it started off a little bit on the wrong foot and we're trying to recapture that that hopefully year two is better. I've done uh, four CIS transitions and I think every one of them has a, a hiccup in a year in its first year but year two is better so really looking to to hit that off running but um, being able to, again, I talked about support and, and, and customer service, being able to provide that support in the beginning of the year, again, to let people know that we're, you know, proactively making the adjustments that we need to, to make sure that that system doesn't have those uh, restrictions and access issues that it did in the beginning so that people can accomplish the the goals that they need to, to, to use the student information system fully. A big thing I've heard is a little bit about trust. And I, well, I, I throw the word trust out there. It's more about um, empowering teachers for the tools that they need to educate. I come from probably a little bit more liberal background and where we will try to find the best solution, but we do try before we restrict things so that securing things and not blocking things, I think is probably a way to look at a little differently. Working with the instructional teams at the high schools and the district level to kind of say what what things can we look at to make it so that teachers are empowered and we can trust them with these rights and responsibilities, knowing that their true goal is to make it affect better for students, that we have to to allow that without having to throw a block up first without our unawareness um, of, of what might come of it. So I think building those relationships is a big piece, I think, and building that trust in the department, both from a customer service, but also the department building the trust with the teachers that the tools were given them, they'll, they can be used effectively. And communication seems to be one. I think that probably follows everywhere, anywhere they go. And again, I'll probably say this in the same way I did the server stuff, a uh, multifaceted approach. It's not, I don't ever want to be the, oh, good grief, Rod Max emailing us again. That's <laughs> not going to, you know, I don't want that to be the, 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 the district that my email is the one that gets pushed to the side. You know, that, you there's different ways to do it through through the appropriate groups and have them share it. And, you know, they'll be able to determine what's, what's critical, what's important, what's informational. Um, but some of that communication also just a more timely aspect of it so that we're not caught off guard with um, when some changes are happening. You know, even a three-day leeway is better than a one-day leeway if we know we're going to be doing something. Those little types of things, just rethinking how we as a department think to communicate. Um, again, that's the teacher and me saying "We this is a bad time to do it. You know, sometimes three days, get someone to reply enough for us to go, oh, we didn't even think that's coming up or we didn't know that's coming up. We definitely want don't want to update your Wi-Fi when you have curriculum night. You know what I mean? We we don't have a district calendar. There's thirty, people we do. But I'm just saying the tech office doesn't sit with it in front of them. That there's thirty, you know, buildings trying to do things, and we're, we want to make little changes. We we've got to be better communicators to say, is this a good time? Is this not? And sometimes it's just a few days, but, you know, maybe some blackout windows of, don't touch anything during this time because grading is due and this has to happen. That that's an easy fix that we can, you know blackout windows So everybody knows the way it was working yesterday, it's going to work like that for two weeks unless something major, you know, pops up. So just a little bit, you know, communication and forward thinking on that aspect.
1: Well, we certainly appreciate your time today. Um, it's been it's nice to kind of hear your vision and get to know you a little bit better uh, through this conversation. And I know we're all looking forward to you um, being with us on a on a more permanent basis in just a couple of weeks here. So thanks thanks for
2: everything. Appreciate appreciate. Thanks for your time.
1: We would like to thank Rodney Mack for his time today. We are really looking forward to his leadership in the world of technology and services when he starts on July first. We'd also like to thank members of our curriculum instruction team for their their leadership on this topic and extend a special thank you to members of our communications department, Janet Bulio and Clayton Urbanic, for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at IPSC.org. We thank you for your time today and hope you enjoyed being part of the conversation.